You're listening to Around Comics, AC Classic Clips. everybody, it's Sal again with another episode of the AC Classic Clips. I think this episode is uh, Around Comics episode 269. No, 270, 269, 268, I think. I don't know. Listen to the clips. You'll figure it out. Um, as always, I will release those three episodes in their entirety so you can download them and go back into the way, way, way back machine and listen to, uh, to those three episodes if you so choose. If not... You can just wait for our next new episode, which should be coming in a couple of weeks. We're uh, we're planning on doing a monthly uh, podcast, Chris, Tom, and myself. Uh, we're doing this uh, once a month. That's about all we can kind of handle. Uh, you know, life just uh, gets in the way. I, I would love for things to be different. I would love for us to be able to, uh, to do a weekly. Hell, I would love for us to do a daily podcast. Uh, live show for you guys to listen to. I think I think the three of us could actually pull that off. But you know, uh, we have day jobs and kids and families and curling and jujitsu and I don't know what Tom does in his spare time. I'm not sure he has any spare time. But uh, yeah, so you know, we just don't uh, we don't we can't do that. But uh, maybe someday I do. Uh, my hopes are someday we will maybe do some live shows. I would really enjoy that. I think that would be a lot of fun. We've done a few in the past. Obviously, uh, we used to do, you know, basically a live show every Friday night in uh, uh, Dark Tower Comics or Challengers Comics in the comic book store. But I think it'd be really fun to maybe um, set up a couple of those live shows at maybe some small places, small theaters or something like that. If I could talk the boys into doing something like that, I think that'd be kind of cool. But nothing on the horizon at this point. We're just, uh, for now, keeping it simple, trying to do a, a show a month for you guys to enjoy talking about the stuff that we're reading. That's really the uh, the whole uh, crux of what Around Comics has become at this point. But it's it's uh, the original thing was just three friends talking about comics. So that's where we're going back to. That's our roots. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, a couple of house cleaning things before I get into the clips. Uh, one, uh, use hashtag top of the stack. I know you guys uh, we're always big Top of the Stack fans. That was a segment of our show where we talked about the book on the top of our pile every week. Well, since we don't really have a weekly show anymore, we don't really have weekly stacks of comics anymore, uh, we don't have a Top of the Stack to talk about. I mean, I read a few weekly comics. Uh, I don't think Chris or Tom are really reading much on a weekly basis. But, hey, that doesn't mean you guys can't use Top of the Stack and tell us what you're reading. Turn us on to some stuff. Turn other people on to things. So use on Instagram or on Twitter or Facebook even. Uh, use hashtag top of the stack or T-O-T-S. Um, top of the stack or T-O-T-S. I think we'll use them both. And uh, and let's see what you guys are reading this week. What did I read this week? Uh, just a little, uh, I'll give you a little top of the stack, I guess. I did read a couple of comics. Um, I read the uh, uh, Sharky the Bounty Hunter from Mark Miller and uh, Simone Bianchi. Is it Simone Bianchi? Biachi? I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce names. I don't know how to name. Um, I read that. Kind of interesting. I was I was really sort of interested in it because the cover art and the, the few preview pages that I had seen of it, he kind of looked like Lemmy from Motorhead. The, the uh, 
I guess Sharky, the main character, he, he's reminded me of Lemmy from Motorhead. He had sort of the lamb chop mustache thing going on and the, the, the cowboy hat with the skull on it. So I thought maybe he was going to be a little more Lemmy-ish. Um, it was an okay uh, issue. You know, Mark Miller, I think uh, he's really deep in with the Netflix thing. And this is this actually like the first Netflix Miller World uh, book to come out? I don't know. I don't pay enough attention, but uh, it might be. It might be the fir first thing that he's come out with since the whole Netflix deal. Uh, you know, I like Mark Miller. I've always liked his work. I think if there's one downfall to it, it's that it, it always has been a bit too cinematic, a bit too... Um, made for TV, a little, a little uh, light in, in development, character development, a little light in storytelling narrative. Uh, but he always delivers a, a interesting, fun, kind of irreverent sort of stuff. Um, this is, you know, this is okay. This is, you know, this is a, a little bit on the light side. I was expecting a little more out of a first episode, uh, a first episode, first issue. Um, uh, the art is beautiful. Simone Bianchi's art is really gorgeous. The painted style, the really detailed. I think it lends itself to something like this, which is like a, a space bounty hunter, a Lobo-esque, if you will, uh, character running around in, in weird worlds with aliens and hunting down different aliens, that kind of thing. Uh, the story's pretty straightforward. You know, you have this bounty hunter. He ends up, uh, you know, having to, to take uh, a, a, a sort of detour in his life. Something comes up where he has to go somewhere else, and uh, there's probably going to be other people he's going to have to kill, or that are trying to kill him. That sort of thing. Not really that um, novel of an idea. Pretty, uh, pretty basic stuff. But art is gorgeous, and uh, who knows? You know, I think with Miller, you're always going to get solid storytelling. If not uh, spectacular, you're going to get you're going to get a good story, and, and usually throw something in there. I was expecting a little more irreverence. I was expecting a little it to be a little more wild. I was expecting Sharky maybe to be a little more Lemmy-esque uh, or a little more rock and roll, if you will. I felt like it was a it was a bit toned down. I don't know if that's a Netflix um, you know influence. I, I'm not sure. I can't imagine it would be because Netflix puts out the craziest shit on the internet. So I don't know why they would tone, tone down the comic books, but uh, maybe I, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like it was a little a little um, sheepish uh, comparatively to some of uh, Miller's uh, previous work, but overall pretty solid book. Um, what else? The, if I agree, what's on my hashtag top of the stack? Um, uh, Hulk of number one, Greg Pak. Uh, <laughs> Maybe the dumbest title uh, of any comic book ever put out, Hulk Vereens. It's impossible to say. You can't even really, I don't even understand it when I'm trying to read it. Like it doesn't make much sense. Uh, as a word, it's not a word. It's it's this mashup of obviously the Hulk and Wolverine. It's Hulkverine number one. It's Weapon H. It's uh, the Hulk slash Wolverine hybrid that was created by the Weapon uh, H program. Um, I I read a little bit of that Weapon H. It was okay. Um, the reason I picked this up is because of, because of Greg Pak. Uh, I think he's a real solid Hulk writer. And sure enough, you know uh, this is if, if you're looking for more of a, I don't want to say classic, but more of a, a, a normal or a straightforward Hulk comic book story. Because the the, the Immortal Hulk, Hulk, Immortal Hulk, the Immortal Hulk, while I've heard it's really good, I haven't read it myself. Uh, I think it harkens back to more of the monster days of the Hulk. So it's not your um, World War, World War, God damn, Hulk is a hard word to say. 
it's not your World War Hulk or Planet Hulk type of uh, Hulk story. I think this is more along that line. So if you're looking for something that is, um, you know, more of a straightforward Hulk story, I think you're going to kind of get that with this storyline with this book, uh, the Hulk Verine number one. I, it's stupid. It's dumb. I get it. Hulk slash Wolverine. No pun intended. Maybe there is a pun intended. I don't know. Uh, it's just a mashup. It's like, how do we get two characters in the same book without actually using those characters? You know, it's, uh, Marvel has a long, long history of uh, making books that they know you'll buy uh, and by putting characters in that. I mean, Wolverine is, is a character uh, almost from the beginning that they just stuck in every book they could possibly do because he, he sold books. Uh, so now you have Hulk and Wolverine, Hulk Vereen. But you know what? Uh, besides the fact that, okay, maybe it's kind of gimmicky. Maybe it's kind of silly. Greg Pak is a very solid writer and he's shown time and time again that he knows how to write a good Hulk story. So that's why I'm giving it a chance. All right. That's my uh, top of the stack. Like I said, uh, please feel free on social media to use hashtag top of the stack or TOTS and let us know what you're reading, what's on your top of the pile, what's on top, your top of the stack. Uh, what else? I think that's it for now. Oh, uh, I did want to say, um, if you want to get a hold of us, there's definitely plenty of ways to do that. You can email us at info at aroundcomics.com. Uh, you can comment on the website. We've already had a few comments on the episode page of the website. Uh, we'll probably read those on an episode, the next episode that we do. Um, you can obviously contact us on Twitter at around comics, Instagram at around comics. We have a Facebook page, just search for around comics. I think there's two of them, uh, but there's one that's kind of inactive. It's an older one that I don't know how to access anymore because <laughs> I deleted a Facebook account and now I can't get back to it. Um, but there's a newer one. You'll see the new logo and stuff. Uh, what else? What else do I have to say, uh, before I let you guys go into the classic clips uh, this is a little longer than normally that I do. I think I'm going to do this for you anyway. Why not give you a little additional content for free? That's what we do here on Around Comics. Oh, C2E2 is coming up. I am going to C2E2. I don't know if Chris or Tom are going to C2E2, um, but I am going to be there on Saturday. I'm going to be walking around with my kids. I'm not set up or anything like that, of course, because I'm just a schmo uh, with a microphone. Uh, but I will be wandering around our stally, that kind of thing. If you happen to see me, uh, please stop me and say hi and shake my hand and tell me how much you love around comics and how much you missed us uh no seriously though i will have a bunch of around comics buttons i'll have a, ba a bag a sack of buttons uh with me so if you want a free button just say hi and say hey give me a button and i will give you a button if i have any left i'll be happy to give you a free button um they're kind of cool around little around comic buttons so uh yeah so c2e2 is coming up in march uh, what else? We're, we're March will be our next episode, our full length episode with me and uh, Chris and Tom, the boys. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's about it. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate all the feedback. As I've said before, uh, you're awesome. We love it. Um, and uh, tell us uh, what else you'd like us to to talk about. I don't know. We, we probably won't listen to that. I'll be honest with you. We're we're just talking about the stuff we like talking about. Well, uh, that's the one thing. Oh. I did want to mention that <clears throat> if you haven't listened to us in a while, if you know, I know that the comic book world has become very like everything else, like the world in general is very politicized. Uh, it's very um, uh, polarized black and white. You have a lot of uh, assholishness going on in comics, uh, comic fandom, like every other fandom 
seems to have some ugliness and and just you know jerk offs that want to I don't know waste their time uh, hating on other people. Um, and that's not what we're about, and and definitely not what we want to talk about. So we are not going to be a political show. This isn't going to get into politics. This isn't going to get into industry stuff. We've done all that. We're not looking to do that anymore. If you're if you're looking for that, that's not going to be around comics. All we're going to do is share uh, our love of comics, the stuff that we're reading, the stuff we enjoy, and and quite honestly, it's just going to be three friends talking about comic books and and nothing else. It's not going to be about. Um, any side of, of the, the sort of politics of comics, whether it's uh, the right or the left or the, you know, inclusion or not inclusion or gatekeeping or any of that. We're not going to get into that stuff. Um, uh, so don't expect really us to comment on that kind of thing. We don't care. We don't give a shit. Uh, whatever you people want to argue about on either side of it, go ahead. Uh, we just want to read some good comics. So that's that's what we're going to do. All right. That's it. Enjoy some classic clips. We have uh, we have three clips coming up here. I hope you like them. If you do, uh, if they bring back the feels, the nostalgia feels, uh, please uh, download the old episodes again. I, I will release the three episodes um, this week, and you can download them in full on the feed. Uh, and as always, please uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, give us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, rate us and give us reviews and share it with your friends. We are we are trying to, uh, you know, people don't know we're back. If you're listening to this, obviously, you know that we're back. After seven years, uh, we, we are back again and doing a podcast. But a lot of people still don't know that. So please share the podcast with your friends. Uh, share it on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, wherever you want to share it. Send it to them. Email it to them. Write them a letter and tell them, hey, did you know Around Comics is back? Um, uh, send a carrier pigeon, smoke signals. I don't give a shit. However you want to do it, folks, just get the word out. Help us get the word out that we're back. We we, uh, we want to make sure people know that Around Comics is, is around again. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? All right, in the meantime, enjoy these clips and have uh, a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you probably next week. Bye! <laughs> There are these other parts of the story that are different in tone, yeah. they're different yeah. in feel, they're and, different in and time, and we're going to use that. His different styles. Um, I thought it was really cool the way, you know, obviously speaking of the um, her memories of her past and how she became who she was. But even the part, like the very first issue that had um, current time, all current time, where she was when she was Batwoman and where she was when she was uh, Katie Kane. Yeah. Katie Kate Kane. Kate Kane. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the difference in style was astounding, but I thought it was obviously, you know, her world is much brighter and lighter when she is herself or when she is Kate Kane um, and much darker when she's Batwoman. But I just thought it was so cool. Then it it was more realistic when she was Batwoman, you know, like it was painterly and it Mm -hmm. was, you know, that's true. And a very heavy line when she was in the the real person rather than the the guys of Kate Kane. She was like the style and like the monsters or animorphs. I don't know what to call them. The werewolf people and various things. (laughs) Um, Even, even they were, you know, more like, uh, esque you know, like very fluid lines and, um, and painterly and, I thought that was really cool. And then uh, also how the various, the things that they showed um, 
as calm and collected as they were about her past and how, you know, what she had seen when she was a child and then um, her coming out in the army and that whole situation and her reactions with her father and everything. And then her first meeting with Batman um, and everything that came in between, they weren't, they weren't, uh, like spectacular, they weren't um, bizarre. They weren't like the normal. My normal reaction to superheroes is okay. I have to suspend my reality. It, it was sure. the, it was, um, the, it was it realistic. These, these amazing subtle touches Snippets, yeah. that, that that were so in character. Because sometimes you can in comics or or any any media where it's like okay, the writer wants to say this, and all of a sudden people can fall out of character. Yeah, and yeah, it's like yeah. You're, you're hearing the here's author's the speech. voice. Yeah. yeah, here's the yeah. speech. You're here's, hearing the here's author's the central voice. Idea. This was. And um, in the first recording of this, for everyone out there, because we've already talked about this once, um, uh, Steve from the Comic Book Queers was talking about um, Kate's coming out, and 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 I hadn't even thought of it, but he said that was the the most Least well dramatic, done, yeah. most well done, and and most. Um, real uh, resonant Genuine. coming out yeah. that he had ever read, and he's a gay man. It wasn't that, dramatic. That, there was no. no fight. There was no. You're not my daughter. There was no. Right. We don't want you in the army. There was just. Uh, we we heard a rumor. Um, you just deny it, and everything's fine. And she says, "Well, I can't deny it." Mm-hmm. And so that she, goes against the code and, and, yeah. and everything that and I so believe. And so she quits yeah. essentially. Right. Um, and then she goes home and she meets her father, and she, and he asks why she's not at the army anymore, and she says. You know, they had heard this rumor, and I couldn't deny it. And he says, well, "Why couldn't you deny it?" And she said, "Well, because it would have been a lie." And he says, "That's fine, okay." And she calls it, you know, yeah. And, and, and honestly, not- if if I ever get into a, a into a don't ask, don't tell debate with someone, <laughs> it's like I want to te- exhibit A, Detective yeah. Comics. <laughs> this this is yeah. why you're right, you know? and that's. adaptations that she's done and and uh, and original stories in novel form and stuff and that's why I'm just like you know I think Wheezy's better than this and again no, no offense to X-Factor well, fans and everything else but a shit ton of X-Factor fans <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I immediately said that no offense and I'm really happy that they're I'm gonna kill you got, yeah, exactly you guys are getting a story that you want that's awesome I just think Wheezy can do other things I mean they honestly Walt and Wheezy are just an amazing couple so much talent yeah. and they're like so nice yeah they're, they're nice. crazy Nice. I want them to adopt me. I know. I mean, my family is amazing. Amazing Jenny, on levels I can't even describe. But you know, really, if you were like a, make a good daughter if you were the pro that you are now, like, 20, we can make that happen, Jenny. No, what I was going to say is really, <laughs> if, you were the, if you were the pro that you are now, 30 years ago, they would have quasi adopted you because that's what they did. They were the New York couple that would welcome everyone that was coming to New York, and you could like crash on their couch for a couple months well, while you were Simonson finding your place. Kiss wow. me on the cheek one time. He's, that's one of the highlights of my oh, life. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, saw him, saw him in Baltimore at the Baltimore Con this uh-huh. fall. And he's the man. He's just such a great guy. And he, and he well, said he'd come back to Ward Balloon I mean, in the spring. So and to tell I'm going to hold him to, to that. To tell you how nice this guy is, I, I've never met him in my life. I, I, we don't know each other, but we're Facebook friends. <laughs> I asked him a question once, a, you know, some sort of inking question. It was just random. I was like, I'll never get an answer, but why don't I try? And he responded like within minutes. That's awesome. And I got a two-day conversation out of it with, with Walt Simonson. It was really nice. They're part of that generation, like Marv Wolfman, like Len Wein. All of those great creators that came from the late 60s and early 70s that really 
they were fans before they were yeah. creators and they get it they and understand. they and they and they've never forgotten and that's you Bendis has made it a mantra that it's like in my professional life when I'm dealing with fans or young creators my feeling is I want to be like Walt Simonson yeah. yep. and exactly. Weezy's the same way that's too cool. they're just they're generous people and happy to help and happy to give you their point of view if you want it and also they are so excited about the new projects they do yeah. and that's the great thing yeah. every time yeah. I see Walter he's always got pages and I, I've, I was interviewing Rags Morales and he showed up and he was showing us all the work he was doing on Batlash when he was doing that miniseries nice. and then just in Baltimore and everything he's got a big project coming up with uh, DC and their generation stuff that they're going to be doing this year and uh, he was showing pages to Bendis and I and it was just great and really he was so ex- he's like Brian Brian I just got to show you this for one minute he's like Walter as much time as you want and yeah. everyone's just like Sorry, you're kidding dude me? you're Walter Simons don't worry <laughs> and we again Weezy's exactly the same way so like I said hey I'm really happy for I'm going to start calling him Uncle Walt no kidding it, man see if he goes for it yeah, you know. he'd probably Hi, dig Uncle it. Walt are you listening to me I love you <laughs> like, come here cutie let me show you some pages <laughs> Walking Dead feel and, and, and vibe to it. You don't know who is. I mean, I mean, we're not as people. We're not all good. And if you if ninety percent of us died, well, you know what? There's still going to be a lot of screwed up survivors out there. True. And so there are people that have you know working their own angles and 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 all that kind of stuff. But it's it's based on this 1975 series, which was um, created by Terry Nation. Who, if you are an old school Doctor Who fan no. like I am, uh, <laughs> I know you're not. But uh, but Terry Nation um, wrote a tremendous amount of the 1970s Doctor Who, Doctor Who um, stuff. You know, third and and, and fourth Doctor. Uh, so there's a, there's a geeky tie in there that it's that it's based on a, on a Terry Nation uh, property. There you go. It's it's weird because it says it's based on a novel by Terry Nation. I guess there was some some rights disputes, which is why he left the show. The original show, the or original the, show, oh. yeah, and. So it's based on a novel, but uh, I've been going back and watching the original BBC versions, and it is—I mean, like the there are scenes that are basically duplicated and, in the new one. Yeah, but it's almost like Battlestar Galactica-esque, and that you know now, like uh, you know, one character that was uh, you know a guy in the original series is now like an Asian right, woman, right. you know, that kind of that kind of stuff. So. Spe- oh, and she, uh, what's her name, Katie Sackoff, showed up on uh, the Big Bang. Theory. Oh, did she? And, and yeah, it, as a. Uh, uh, a fantasy in one of the characters' masturbation uh, scenarios, <laughs> <laughs> basically telling him to telling Hitting him pretty to, close to the target, uh, aren't they? <laughs> telling them or telling him to uh, to get out of the bathtub and go. Uh, <laughs> 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 